You're listening to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ronanddon.com. All right, look out now. Here we come. Episode number 39. It's the Ron and Don Show. Why wouldn't it be? You're part of the Ron and Don Nation. You know that. Something we need you to do. We need you to do this. We need you to hit the subscribe button. Ron, where's the subscribe button? Yeah, it's and different. Why, why do we need everyone in the Ron and Don Nation, boom, to hit that thing? Yeah, it's on whatever podcast player you've got. And I hope people are not listening on the browser still on their phone. But whether you're, most people are on Apple Podcasts. It's the kind of pinkish purple button. But when you find Ron and Don Radio, hit the subscribe button. And then we're going to show up in your feed. And you can see us every single weekend and week out. And you just open that app. It'll pop right up for you if you're on spotify if you're on stitcher if you're on anchor.fm which is the host of the show you hit that subscribe button uh and any sort of notification thing that's the thing that will help us as the i'm sort of trying to figure out the digital universe that's one of the big metrics that they have that lets the apps know that you are part of the ron and don nation yeah our thanks to uh les schwab of course we're broadcasting live from the les schwab studios they heard your plea now you have three Three episodes of the Ron and Don show each and every week. Do we have to have this many tires stacked in the? Because it's actually in my house. <laughs> yeah. But like Les Schwab guys showed up in a big van. It's unbelievable. There's tires everywhere. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy that keeps running in and out. I don't know his name. His name's Rick. It says he, it on his shirt. He just he keeps running in and out of my garage. Has an American flag on his shirt. Uh, the neighbor is like, dude, yeah. can you change my tires? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I got tires in the Les Schwab studio. Rick is running around in his Les Schwab uniform. But anyway, stop by if you got a flag. Yeah. We'll I t- mean, we'll just do it right here out of the Les Schwab studios yeah we'll take care of it. coming up on the run and don show episode number 39 please hit that subscribe button uh we're going to talk about this if you have a filthy mouth if you have if you like that f-bomb the s-bomb the b-bomb all the bombs uh chances are a new study says that you are a pretty honest person really? we're going to talk about that coming up and also we're talking about lululemon every time i walk in that store and i'm actually one of their presenters i wear their gear uh, but over the you're, years, you're a model, basically. Yeah, I am. Uh, uh, and I've worn this in my training classes for years. And sometimes what they do is give you a discount or they give you some gear for free. And they say, please go out and uh, wear this and then let us know uh, what you think of it. And I love their gear, but they just haven't had great stuff for men year in and year out. It's always kind of the same stuff. The the karate pants. So once you have the karate pants, you always have the karate pants. $219 for that karate pant. And I guess the karate pant is out now, uh, but I still wear my karate pants. So I'm not afraid. We're going to talk about that later in the show. We're talking about Lululemon and how they are redirecting their emphasis on uh, men this year as we head into the holidays. Think about this. Before we get rolling here, as we head into the holidays and as we think about 2020, and a lot of people are thinking about making decisions and you're thinking about making resolutions, and what I want to do is share a story with you about two men that are part of the Run and Done Nation, and I want you to think about your mindset, what your mindset is going to be this year. Your mindset, your frame of reference, when you wake up in the morning, uh, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose to be, and here's the question, are you going to choose bravery or are you going to choose comfort? Bravery or comfort as we head into 2020? Here's the reason why I bring this up. I just came from the uh, Cancer Care Alliance and I went to see my friend Firefighter Jim Brown. Uh, Five years ago in May, uh, he went to Fred Hutch. And they said, Jim, we have some really bad news for you. Uh, You have stage four cancer. The cancer is in your bones. And you have probably uh, six to 12 months uh, to live. So maybe you have one more Christmas with us. Uh, Jim is my age. He's just over 50 years old. Three beautiful daughters, a wonderful wife. In fact, yesterday, he and Regina, they celebrated 29 
uh, years of marriage. Congratulations. The way I met Jim is we did a a commercial together when we were on Trustor Radio. And we ended up going to Hawaii together, spending some time together, riding bikes together. I got to know his family. And so he does something every 90 days where he goes to the Cancer Care Alliance. If you don't know what that is, it's in South Lake Union. It's right next to Fred Hutch. They're affiliated with Fred Hutch. And they are amazing when it comes to cancer care and cancer patients. They are on the cutting edge. People come from all over the world to go to the Cancer Care Alliance. I have toured all those buildings, and you know we always talk about, oh, we're not curing cancer. I've seen the people that are curing cancer. Like They are literally there. You can go and put your hand on their shoulder and go, you're the actual people curing cancer. Yeah, and right, in, now, in some it's, right now it's not even about curing cancer. It's about living with cancer. Because if you had stage four bone cancer, and you were told that you were going to had six to 12 months to live. A lot of times you had six to 12 weeks to live. So anyway, he does something where he has to go in and he does these scans every three months uh, because the cancer is now, it's in his head, uh, it's in his brain, and it's been there for quite some time. But you wouldn't know that when you talk to him. You wouldn't know that when you go to his Facebook page and you see him jumping out of a helicopter uh, to go snowboarding. You wouldn't know that when you see him on his mountain bike uh, riding some train rails uh, with his favorite dog. You wouldn't know that when you see him with his daughter, who's this incredible collegiate soccer player, and when he's traveling with her to go watch her play soccer. You would not know that. A couple weeks ago when I went to his house and I was in the backyard and he was cooking for all his fellow firefighters from Olympia, uh, down in the back. You, you 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 just wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that. Uh, but he certainly lives his life on the edge. He lives his life with his pockets ripped out. And I also know uh, that he lives with a lot of pain too. Today, every nine months, he has to do something called a brain scan. And when you do a brain scan, it creates, he calls it scanxiety. You sure. get a lot of scanxiety. And so you go to the Cancer Care Lounge. You're there for five or six hours during the day. You take this battery of tests, and then at the end of it, you sit in a little room, and the doctor comes in, and the doctor lets you know if the cancer is spread, uh, lets you know if your time is up, uh, lets you know if the cancer hasn't spread, if it's stabilized, and if you get to see another Christmas. And so you're sitting there, and you're waiting. And I went, and I sat with him today, Mm. and I sat with Regina today, and I sat with another one of his friends today, and we sat there, and we waited. And I said, well, what was it like when, to have your, when you had to have your MRI and they put you in that little tube? And he said, you know what, Don? I got so much scanxiety that I had to have them pull me out of the tube. And he said, and in that moment, if I wanted to, they could give me medication to calm me down. Sure. In fact, I could have medication this whole time. But what the medication does is it affects my body in such a way that I would never be able to fight the pain and jump in a helicopter and go snowboarding. I would never be able to be a firefighter with the Olympia Fire Department, which he still is. He still reports to work with stage four cancer that is in his bones and in his brain. Still reports to work when he can. He said, I wouldn't be able to be engaged with my daughters. He goes, I would be a vegetable on a couch. He said, but I would be very comfortable being a vegetable on a couch. And he said, that's what I had to tell myself when they pulled me out of that tube, that MRI tube, to scan his brain today. He said, Jim, do I select comfort? Do I select comfort? Or do I decide in this moment that I'm going to accept bravery 
encourage because you can't have both. And along with the bravery and courage is going to come some pain. And he said, you know what I choose every day? I choose bravery and courage and the pain. That comes with bravery and courage. Because if I chose comfort, then I'd be completely disconnected from my family and from my life. So we were sitting there today when the doctor walked in. And he came over and he grabbed Jim and because they are, they are brothers now. And he gave him the biggest hug in the world. And he said, Jim, I have great news for you today. Great news for you today. You get to see another Christmas. And who knows? Maybe another Christmas after that. Cancer that was supposed to kill him six to 12 months in, five years later now, five years later, a Jim Brown is still alive, still working for the Olympic Fire Department, still skiing, still being a great dad and barbecuing. But along with that comes pain. Along with courage and bravery to live the way he's living comes pain. He said, you know what? I'll take the pain over comfort anytime. I want you to think about your mindset as you head into 2020. Because a lot of times when we do things that involve our bravery and courage, sometimes there's pain that comes along with that. So I would ask you, as you head into the new year, do you embrace courage and bravery or do you embrace comfort? What is your mindset going to be? I hope it's a mindset like uh, Jim and Regina Brown. A little bit later, before we get out of here, Ron and I last night had a chance to go to a church, a church where I stood on a stage when I was 24 years old and I spoke. I'd spoken in that church since I was 24. I'm 52 years old now. And I stood in that church last night alongside Ron and my little nine-year-old. And we got to speak one more time. And we were there for a friend of ours who is also battling stage four cancer. Courage and bravery, or you got to select comfort in 2020. It's the Ron and Don Show. See you in one minute, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. You should buy a shirt. It's the Ron and Don Nation t-shirt. $5 goes toward helping kids. It's cops helping kids. Find out more at ronanddon.com. Hey, it's Ron here with Rich Ballman. Rich, this is a treacherous time of the year to drive. And you might be going, oh, I'm going to head over to eastern Washington. I'm going to head over to Idaho. You need to just bring the car in, get it checked out at Les Schwab. It's free. It sure is, Ron. You know, so we offer the free pre-trip safety check at any point in time. And we're going to remove the tires for you. Uh, of course, look at, the, uh, look at the brakes and give you uh, just an honest estimation of what's remaining uh, uh, in brake material. Look at your tires. Make sure that they're in good condition. If they need to be rotated, we'll go ahead and do that at that time. We wouldn't charge anything for you to rotate the tires while we have them off. Uh, go ahead and check the air, of course. You know, in the winter, uh, as, as the temperatures go down, uh, those darn TPMS sensors that are in our tires nowadays, you know, uh, they, they, the lights tends to start coming on on the dash. And so we encourage people, if that happens, just drop by. We'll check your air for you for free. But uh, we'd love to have you come in and see us to get ready for winter. Uh, make sure that you're up to speed and that when we get that incremental weather, sometimes a little snow, that uh, you're ready to go. 
Yeah, and sometimes it's the peace of mind of knowing, okay, I checked this out, I'm good to go, and it just lets you have some confidence when you're going to hit the passes. So thanks a bunch. Head out to Les Schwab. There's 85 stores to uh, to serve you. Head in and just say, Ron and Don told me I could get my free inspection to get ready for winter. Les Schwab, doing the right thing since 1952. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me at ronanddon.com. All right, thanks to you. Almost 200,000 spins now of the Ron and Don Show, episode number 39. They heard your plea, now you got three. Three episodes of the Ron and Don Show brought to you live from the Les Schwab Studios. And our thanks to them, and our thanks to you for listening. If there's one thing you could do for us this holiday season is hit the subscribe button, And right? if that's easy for you and you know a Ron and Don uh, Nation member that is not easy for just grab their phone and show yeah. it to them. And what it'll do is every time there's a new episode, instead of having to find it again, it'll just send it to you. It'll be in queue and boom, you can listen to 40 and 41 that are coming up uh, this week too. So I'm curious is if you trust somebody that uh, curses or are you suspicious of someone who curses? And I, I have an example. We were in a, a training meeting last week, and our instructor is a very re- respected uh, real estate agent, and she's probably she's a little bit older than both you and I. Mm-hmm. Very put together, very... Um, if you saw her, you would go, oh, she's probably a conservative person. Uh, just to, when you see someone that you know, oh, conservative, buttoned up, kind of earth tones, you know, briefcase, like very professional... And she um, was giving her presentation and she dropped a curse word mm. in the middle of it, it to my ears, very ch- in a very charming way. It was very authentic. It was very charming. It like spoke to a situation and it was a situation where probably all of us would uh, a listing she had caught on fire. And so she cursed in the middle of it and it just was like like it was uh the whole room burst out laughing because we all were would have done the same thing that she did and when she did that profanity um to me it made her more relatable it made her more authentic it made me trust her more and there's a new study out right now that says depending on the context people that curse are perceived as more trustworthy and honest and authentic now if it's a criminal and, you know, you're before a judge, clearly you don't want to curse. Like, that's the wrong context. Uh, if you're in church, as you just mentioned, that you spoke at a church, dropping an F-bomb from the pulpit, probably not a great idea in a church setting. However, they are saying that there's a lot at school. You know, if your nine-year-old goes into homeroom and curses, not a good context. But for a lot of folks, uh, if you're in a business situation, even a friendship situation, and you uh, and you curse, the the studies are out now, and this is from uh, the the uh, university in the Netherlands that mounted this big study. They're saying it's interesting. They didn't think they were going to get these results. They are getting these results. Again, it's contextual, uh, and it's not someone that curses every other word. What's your reaction? Yeah, well, well, we'll just call the realtor that you're talking about. Her name's not Mary, but. We'll- We'll just call her Mary. And and we were in this meeting, too. And I started following her on social media a number of months ago. Uh, and you can tell that she has an early morning routine because she wakes up early when I do. And I see her posting stuff on her Facebook at about 5 o'clock in the morning. And a lot of the stuff that she posts is stuff that resonates with me. Uh, there, it's, it's a lot about enlightenment. It's a lot about self-discovery. It's a lot about just what we're talking about with Jim Brown, about courage, about bravery. Are you going to choose courage, bravery, or comfort? That would be something that I know would, would, would resonate with her. When I think about 
the people in my life, and especially the women in my life, that have filthy mouths <laughs> and really know how to use the B word, that know how to use the S word, that know how to use the F word, the mother F word, and then the mother of all words, when you know, oh. when you know how to take JC and you can take JC and do a oh, myriad, the other, a myriad other of, different, of, of different things with JC, I am always, always immediately touched and drawn to people that, and, and, and specifically women, that can cuss and express themselves like this. And I have to say, if, after I looked at the study, and I thought about the people in my life that really, and, and, and I'm not saying every other word that comes out, they're cussing like a sailor, because that's certainly not what Mary did the other day. Because we were in a meeting where she cried, where she revealed something from her heart. Uh, we were in a meeting, the sales where, where I think a lot of us were touching. Where, uh, I started to cry a little bit after she had shared something. And then, boom, when she brought the F word, she brought it. <laughs> and she dropped the mic when she brought it. I and, know, it's fantastic. And so, and, and, and so for me, when people can do that, and it's not just a word that they're leaning on, uh overall it's the right word overall these are people that have great respect for and these are also people that typically are much smarter than i am and what i try to do in my life is surround myself with people that are smarter than i am and a lot of times i find that is very strong enlightened women that know how to cuss i don't know if we talked about it on the show but i read it. there's another study about cussing that talks about cussing and, and pain to where if you, uh, they did this experiment, I don't know if you've ever had to put your arm or your leg into an ice bath, um, like a real legit ice bath. Kevin Hart does that, and he has a podcast and also a video show that he does where he takes some famous athlete or some famous person, and they both climb into an ice bath together, and I think it's called Cold as Balls, and it's brought <laughs> to you by Coors Light. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Cold as Balls. And you sit in there with him, and you both have to sit in an ice bath, and you do the interview with Kevin Hart, the comedian, while you sit in the ice bath, and it is cold as balls. So the the study they did, though, so they had as cold as you can get, as cold as balls. Cold as balls. And um, so, like, they would have you and me, and we, the rules are keep your hand in submerged in this water as long as you can. Ron, you can use... Any ex, you can exp explain or exclaim any word you want. It just can't be a curse word. So they give you a substitute for a curse word. It can be gosh, it could be dang, it could be darn. And they say, Don, light it up. Anything you would hear in the land of Mayberry with, right. with uh, Don Knotts, it, uh, you could use Aunt B. Uh, when Andy, they do OB, this study yeah. over hundreds of people, when you are allowed to use whatever word you want and mm -hmm. drop uh, an F-bomb flies, yeah. those people can leave their hand in the water mm. significantly longer than people that are not allowed to curse. And so the very act of cursing in that moment when it's right and you're feeling it, it allows people to, to uh, uh, withstand more pain. It's an incredible study. And a lot of times it's because it releases a dopamine hit that allows you uh, to deal with pain when yeah. that, when that so happens. So it seems so. like there's a uh, there's there's an upside to all this. The only downside they, they have in this, this um, study is not knowing the context. If you misjudge the context. So let's say that you were 
Um, I, when I was at that, that church event last night that you talked about that we're going to get to later, uh, the, the floor director, who I don't think was a member of the church, mm-hmm. he dropped an S-bomb, <laughs> and he looked at me shocked, because then he realized that we were sitting in the church lobby. Yeah. Didn't bother me. Yeah, there's a band playing last night called Dr. Funk, right? and I almost said something else, and then I said over the microphone, you have to be careful how of you course. say Dr. Funk in a church. Right. That went out over the microphone. I was like, ooh, probably shouldn't have said that to the congregation. But uh, if you misjudge the context, it can backfire on you. Yeah. But it, it looks like not only do you get that dopamine hit, but in, if you do it right, correctly, and you're not overly using it, that it, it makes people think of you as more authentic. Yeah, what's really hard and is more it, honest. It's hard when you have a nine-year-old that follows you around, and when you say one of these words, he tags you and he lets you know. And, and right. he's right. And you're not supposed to say that word, but you're like, you don't know how good that F-bomb just felt, you nine-year-old. Right. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, maybe this new study says you are supposed to say that word. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you don't cuss very much. Right. But when you do... It has it carries some gravitas. It does. Right. It's fantastic. It, I don't overuse it. It is just like my mother, Virginia. I mean, when you hit it, when you hit that symbol, boom. I did it this morning, actually. I was trying to flip... You ever try to, instead of using a spatula, I was going to flip my omelet over okay. with the wrist? Yeah. And I'm usually, I nail it. It's mm. right in the pan. Uh-huh. Today, I was off a little bit, and uh-huh. about a third of the omelet fell off of the side of the pan right on top of the burner. I love it. And it was like 5.45 in the morning. I let out a very loud F-bomb. Yeah. Felt hey, good. Hey, you want to do something that Katie did with us last week? We did a Ron and Don sit down. We went to her house. We sat down at her house. We met her dogs. Uh, we had a cup of coffee. Uh, and we started dreaming about Katie's real estate journey. And she was wondering, do I sell this house? Do I hang on to this house? Do I Airbnb this house? Do I use this house as an investment? Do I move somewhere else? What do I do? And we sat down and just started having a discussion about that. We'd love to have a sit down with you. It's called the Ron and Don Sit Down. Of course, we are licensed brokers with Windermere. Reach out to Ron right now. Ron at Windermere.com and say, Ron, I'd love to do a sit down. We can either come to you or you can come to us in South Lake Union We'll sit down, we'll have a cup of coffee, and we'll figure out where you're at in your journey. You could still be six to 12 months out in your journey. You know what? Let's sit down with Ron and Donna, have a sit down. We'll make you a cup of coffee. And I promise you, it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. And every once in a while, be careful, we may drop the F bomb. Yeah, absolutely. During the sit down. All right, we'll see you in one minute. It's the Ron and Don Show uh, coming up. Uh, Lululemon gear, I wore it for years, and then every time I go in the store, nothing was new. It was like the gear from last year. Well, they updated all the cool stuff for the ladies. Well, evidently, uh, Lululemon about to take a different tack. We'll talk about that next. Also, got to tell you about my friend Gary and what it was like for Ron and I to go speak at a church last night. Can you believe that? I thought we'd be. Don said, "Dr. Funk, start this. Funk, <laughs> F-U-N-K. That's close. It's funky." That's close. Hey, it's Ron here with Brett Clark. We are about to hand out a mile of trucks full of toys. But, Brett, it is cold out here. A lot of people are getting ready for winter driving season. They should stop into Les Schwab. Absolutely, yeah. We're starting to see frost come out. And now, if you, if you haven't come by to get your tires checked, if you haven't come by to have us evaluate, please come by. We have that pre-trip safety inspection. If you're doing, if you're just driving back and forth to work, if you're going over the pass for the holidays, no matter what you got, just come on by and let us take a look at that vehicle. We do that for you free of charge. It's the free pre-trip safety inspection, and we're glad to have you. The other thing 
thing is chains are not really chains anymore. When I was a kid, you had an actual chain, and now I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I'm a guy. I, go, I pulled it out of the bag there. It's like, I have no idea how to install these chains. Yeah, absolutely. They're, uh, the chains that we have right now are very, very easy to install. We, they're called the uh, Les Schwab Quick Fit Chains. Super easy to put on. They uh, come by the store with those. If you don't know how to put them on, we can have one of our people show you. Otherwise, there's a video that you can watch, um, a QR code on there, a video you can watch that will walk you right through it. But uh, most importantly, super easy to put on. Uh, two minutes, you're back in the you're back in the warmth of the car, and you're traveling down to Grandma's house. All right, it's cold. Be safe. Stop by a Les Schwab. There's 85 locations to serve you. They are going to hook you up for some winter driving. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. All right, episode number 39, hit that subscribe button, and then every time there's a new episode of the Ron and Don Show, boom, it comes right to you, and you don't have to go searching for it again. Right? Hit subscribe, find that button, and we appreciate all you guys listening. It does mean so much to us. Coming up, before we get out of here, uh, we started episode number 39, talking about courage and bravery. What are you going to choose in 2020, courage and bravery, or are you going to choose comfort? You can't always choose both. And uh, we'll talk about that straight ahead before we get out of here. Maybe you can choose both if you get the right pants. There you go. So uh, Lululemon, uh, an athleisure brand, probably the premier athleisure brand. Uh, This is the thing that you'll see. It's primarily started as a yoga brand. Just off the top of your head, what do you think they, they do in sales a year? Lululemon? Lululemon. They're, they're a Vancouver, Canada-based company. Uh, this surprised me of, of what they're... A billion dollars. $3.3 billion really? in yoga pants last year. Wow. So what they're trying to do is they think their big market that, that they can grow in is they want to double their men's business hmm. uh, by 2023. So that's what the CEO is telling investors. They want to double it. This It's an interesting brand because if you break it down by quality, I've not heard anyone... Uh, not uh, like the quality and the fit of Lululemon. If you break it down socioeconomically, uh, there are people that go, hey, I- I'm trying to put food on my family, as George Bush used to say. Uh, I-, I can't spend $200 on a pair of workout put pants. Put food on my family? Yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> trying to put food on my family. Uh, and so, That's awesome, Ron. Uh, the, and they look at this, and the study that they're finding, uh, when they talk to uh, men that like to work out, men that like to be fit, mm. Um, the $128 entry pant is a steep curve for, for guys. When it goes up to the $198 piece of apparel, many of them look at that and go, I don't spend $128 on a pair of dress pants. Uh, in fact, when I'll go, uh, you know, you look at the one of the fastest growing brands for men, like a, an Indochino, you can spend $198 on a, on a custom-made suit. Mm. And so when they look at it, for, and, and it's, it's a mental thing. So when, you th- when a man thinks, I'm going to go buy a, a pair of workout pants, um, if you talk to my brother, who's going to go to like a Walmart or go to a Target, for him, there's no way. Even if it was the most comfortable, best-fitting pair of uh, apparel that he's ever had in his life, it's that $128. Uh, so that's what Lululemon is up against. How do they crack that code and double the men's category to spend this kind of money? On well, I think it's already cracked. And I was never an REI guy going in buying pants from REI. I thought my uncle would do that or my grandpa would do that or my dad would do that. Uh, I never saw myself going into REI. Then I saw you wearing a pair of pants one day, and I didn't. I didn't recognize. And th- these are pants that that typically uh, you travel in. And I love the pockets. I loved how you could uh, just kind of the relaxed fit. Also, they look super pro, 
And it was a pair of pants that you could wear to church last night, or you could wear if you're heading out on a business meeting, kind of a casual business meeting. It's also a pair of pants that you could work wear when you're out on a job site because all these different pockets, places for your phone, your keys, your tools, your phone. Just I think I mentioned the phone. Uh, and 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 so I was at REI, and I thought I saw your pants when we had gone to Europe, and I'm like, I think those are Ron's pants. I want his pants. <laughs> you should just I, ask me. I give you a pair of pants. I don't want to get in your pants. I want your pants. I want your pants. I'm like, I want those pants. And then I'm th- and then I walk into REI and I'm like, those pants look cool. And then I started looking at the pants. I'm like, those look like Upshaw's pants. As I'm looking at them, they are cool. They're K U H L. Cool. I'm not even trying to be funny here. They're cool. K U H L. I end up buying these pants. And I don't say anything to you about it because I don't want you to feel credited. And I didn't want to feel weird that now we're hanging out and we're sa- we're wearing the same kind of pants. But I wanted those pants. They're great so pants. It's the first time I saw you. I bought eight pairs of those pants. I, I have probably five or six pairs. I have been wearing those pants. Uh, every day I've noticed. Every single day I got those pants on. If I'm out underneath a house and I'm digging this house out with a jackhammer, I got those pants on. If I'm doing demo somewhere, I got those pants on. I take those same pants, wash those pants. If I'm in a sales meeting at Windermere, pants on. If I, the other day, when we went to see Katie, we're doing the Ron and Don sit down, I got, and luckily I had my pants on. They were, I had my cool pants on. Wherever, we were at church last night. Cool pants on. But they're not $198. Wherever I, they're $89. $89. Right. It's they're the worth perfect it. pant. And now they have cool shirts, K-U-H-L. Right. I wear the cool shirt, and I never thought I'd do this. You're basically wearing Garanimals now. It's weird to me that I am wearing Garanimals for 52-year-old men. I, I, have the, I, have, I have the shirt on. I got the pan on. And I also found out that they make a sock and they make a jacket. And I'm thinking about ordering go the socks the jacket. Anyway, did, was it weird to you when you you're like, "Hey, O'Neill, I asked you about wearing it, and you my were pants. like, "No, no, no, I, I've had these forever." I was like, "You haven't had those forever." <laughs> I didn't have. Them you forever. denied it. I did. But the I cell li- phone I, pocket, I, I lied to you. It has a cell phone pocket on the right thigh. They're awesome. That changes every, Like uh, I have a pair of Levi's on today. Yeah. And they don't have that thigh pocket, and it bugs me. Yeah. So, like, and, where do I put the where do I put? And the what's phone? great about these is when you stretch down. When I stretch down, I always rip the crotch out of my pants always if i had wranglers on or levi's anything uh you would rip it and these the crotch stretches when you when you when and, and i need a crotch that stretches i just do so sounds, look for a lululemon if they can come out with an 89 dollar pan i think they're going to be that for men they are okay. uh so we'll see i don't know i don't know if men are going to pay 198 bucks for some uh some yoga pants no, but we'll no. see hey uh, they heard your plea now you got three three episodes of the ron and don show thanks to les schwab we come back in one minute we're going to finish up episode number 39 Thanks for hitting subscribe. Also, thanks for going into Les Schwab and saying, hey, we've been listening to the Ron and Don show, and we are a part of this thing. We want to be a part of the toy drive. In fact, 85 locations to serve you. Stop by any Les Schwab right now, anywhere in Western Washington. Drop off a toy, and they'll make sure it gets the child in your neighborhood just in time for the holidays. Ron and Don, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Why wouldn't we do Before we get out of here, episode uh, number 39, as uh, we say goodbye to 2019, 
Uh, we were talking at the start of the show uh, today, and we talked about mindset. And I think a lot of times, as we head into 2020, we're thinking about the things, the do's and the don'ts. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm not going to do. And then that ends up being a resolution. And then typically, anywhere between 17 to 23 days in, we stop doing those things. And then we feel like hell about ourselves because we feel like we fail. This is what I want you to think about as we head into 2020. I want you to think about what your mindset is going to be. Not about a list of do's and don'ts. What's your mindset going to be? And I shared with you uh, at the top that this morning I was with my friend Jim Brown, firefighter from Olympia. And I've known Jim now for a number of years. And we went to the Cancer Care Alliance to get his brain scans. And he had shared with me that this morning that the he was offered some drugs so he wouldn't feel such anxiety. In fact, he could take these drugs all the time. So he'd feel comfort and he wouldn't feel anxious. But if he took these drugs, he wouldn't be able to go and engage with his family, engage with his wife. They were out last night, 29 years of marriage. He wouldn't be able to go snowboarding. In fact, uh, he's going to go snowboarding with my son uh, here in a couple weeks. He wouldn't be able to do that. And he said, so you know what? I chose bravery. I choose courage instead of comfort. And along with the bravery and courage comes pain, physical pain, sometimes mental and emotional pain. And I so appreciated sitting there with him today and the doctor saying, hey, guess what? You got another Christmas. Brain cancer, right? Last night, Ron and I were asked to go uh, speak in a church. It's a church that he and I spoke at when I I was 24 years old. Ron would have been 21 at the time. And we stood up on this stage together and we talked to some kids there. And I ended up leaving that church and I never thought that I would reenter this church over on the east side. And then Ron and I were called a number of weeks ago and were asked to come and come speak at this church. And I said, what is going on? They said, they're having a a special night. It's a special Christmas night, and it's to benefit someone by the name of Gary Verrill. If you don't know Gary, Gary was a child prodigy. Amazing piano player, right, Ron? Amazing. Yeah, world-class. Played with Steve Miller and Engelbert Humperdinck. He's played all over the world, a session musician, and then he went on and he uh, played for the Billy Graham Crusades all around the world. Perfect pitch, incredible musician. And then on top, he's one of the most remarkable people I've ever met because on top of this musicianship where you could literally, he's one of those guys where you could play him any song on the radio, Mm. like Bruce Hornsby, he could sit down having heard it one time and just play it a virtually note for note, kind of a photographic perfect pitch deal. We would be walking down the street and and someone's brakes would squeal and you'd go B flat. Like he would know the key of everything. And then on top of that, he was an elite athlete uh, where he could ride his bicycle across America. He was an ultra marathon cyclist where there was a, a there, there's a race every year called Ram race across America where uh, men and women will ride their bike as fast as they can, usually from like Santa Monica, California to Atlanta or Santa Monica to New Jersey. Uh, and he has ridden his bike across America, I believe in under 12 days, under 12 days. on a bicycle, which is mind blowing yeah it's on uh, abc world my world of sports and so he had this musicianship he had this athleticism and then just one of the most down-to-earth humble human beings never wanted accolades wasn't uh, like show me uh, or this is about me just these are just the things i'm into uh you and i became very good friends with him and and did music stuff and we did uh cycling stuff with him uh and and i've been proud to know him yeah i remember in my 20s going through a real hard time i was working nights at a at the costco the original costco Costco or in Kirkland and Gary reached out to me and not a lot of people after I left his church were, had reached out to me but Gary did 
And I said, why are you reaching out to me? He goes, you know what? You're part of my team. You're part of my, te- you're part of my life's team. And in fact, uh, let's call Ron and let's, ha- let- let's do some team time together. And we would go ride bikes together, ride motorcycles together. We're part of this team. And then over the last 28 years, anytime one of us was really going through something, we would call a meeting and we'd call team time. And our motto was let no man fall. And I remember when I found out uh, that I was going to bring my son into this world or my son was coming to this world. I didn't have a choice on whether I was going to bring him or not. And I called the team, team time, let no man fall. And I'm like, wow, I'm about to become a parent. I am freaked out. This is something I didn't expect, but it's something that I surely welcome. And my team was there for me. Let no man fall. And Ron and I have been through a number of things in our life where you, boom, you call a team time, you say, let no man fall. A number of years ago, uh, Gary found out that he had cancer, stage four cancer. And as we found out last night, the doctor gave him weeks to live. And he said, well, am I going to make it to Christmas? He said, you're not going to make it to Christmas. And he would do this Christmas show with his piano every year in churches all around the country. He said, no. You're not going to make it this to Christmas. This is Christmas 2014. Yeah, you're not going to have a Christmas. And so Gary got ready to say uh, goodbye to his friends and family. And here we are now, uh, Christmas 2019. And we're there at this church last night, and Gary's still there. And Gary's still playing his piano. He still travels around the country. And he does it with a cane, but he travels with Billy Graham's son. He still plays his piano. A number of weeks ago, he called me, and he said, I have something to give you. And I said, what are you, you going to give me? And uh, he said, just come over. And I came over. We used to ride bikes. Gary is sponsored by Davidson. It's 16 bikes. Local builder, legendary. Yeah. He gave all his bikes away and had one final bike, the purple bike. And this is a bike I used to ride with Gary because I couldn't afford a bike in my 20s. And we have a team time and I'd ride this purple bike. He said, I want you to have 55. Number 55. It says Gary Verrill on it, Race Across America. He goes, I want you to have the purple. I didn't want to take that bike, but you knew I took it. And then he told Ron and I, I said, you know what? He said, let's do one final thing together. One final Christmas uh, together in that church over on the east side. I want you guys to come. And we're going to have a celebration of life. We have a celebration of courage and bravery. And that's what we did last night. And we went and we stood on that stage. And Gary came and he played. And you could see the physical pain that he was in. But he never talks about it. Never feel sorry for himself. And I remember a few weeks ago when he gave me the purple, I was riding in a truck with him and we were going to get some gravel to repair a road at his house in Snohomish. And I said, Gary, what is it like knowing? What is it like knowing that you have stage four cancer and at any moment, any moment, that's it. Your life can be taken. And he said, you know what, Don? He goes, it's the greatest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. It's the greatest thing. And I said, well, how, how can that be the greatest thing? He said, because I know. And all of us at one point, all of us will die. All of us will leave God's green earth. But he said, you know what? I know what's going to take my life. And I know it's probably going to be sooner than yours. And because of that, when I wake up each and every day, I am so grateful for the day that I have, another day with my wife, another day with my children, another day with friends and family and the people that I love and care about. And even if I have to use this damn cane, 
even if my body begins to fail me, which it is, I get another Christmas. I was told I would have no more Christmases, and wow, here I am half a decade later with five Christmases under my belt. And who knows? Maybe Gary will pick up the phone next year and say, hey, team time, let no man fall. Remember that church that we spoke in last year? We sang Christmas carols. My son was there last night. He loved the Christmas carols and the horns and the piano and everything. Just thrilled. Maybe we'll do it again next year. People that work in churches that are musicians and athletes, they'll make a lot of money. If you know Gary, and some of you do, there's a website. It's GaryVarrell.family. It's GaryVarrell.family, and there you can read Gary's story. And if you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself this holiday season, and you want to give something, a blessing to a complete stranger, or if you know Gary and you want to be a part of it, GaryVarrell.family. And you can bless him this holiday season. You talk about courage. You talk about bravery. I've been lucky my whole life to be surrounded by men that are courageous and brave. Men like Jim and men like Gary. They say, you know what? I don't choose comfort. I don't want to sit in some hospital room somewhere. And Gary's like, maybe I can't ride that bike anymore, but I can get on a plane and I can fly all over the world and share my music, which he just did in Cambodia. And Jim's like, you know what? I can still head up there with your son, Don, and do a little snowboarding this holiday season. Bravery, courage over comfort, because sometimes you can't have both. What is your mindset this holiday season as we head into 2020? It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ron and Don. <laughs> you good? Yeah. Okay, let's keep going.